Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? We have so much exciting news. But before I get to that, I want to let you know why you should listen to the broadcast today. Sometimes I forget to tell you that up front. And today I want you to know this broadcast and the thing that we're offering you for free, as always, it's going to help you connect, relate, and understand your children better. It's what we all want as parents. I resource long before I'm bringing it to your attention, and I got to tell you, it's helped me understand my kids, relate to them, and communicate with them in such a deeper, more intimate way. It has helped our relationship, and it's going to help yours. That's why you should listen today. And for the exciting news, one piece is we just got back from Cheyenne, Wyoming. We had the best time at a pro-life event. I got to share my story, talk to people, hand out DVDs, give out stickers. People signed up for the podcast. It was so much fun, and I can't wait to go back. The biggest piece of exciting news today is we've got a new sponsor. Woo! Rebels! This is why we do what we do. You know, a lot of ministries are going to email you over and over again, asking for money, trying to raise support. And we understand that. That's what ministries have to do. I just don't like doing it. And we have sponsors that allow us to give away everything we have for free all the time. And I want to give a special thanks and a huge shout out to Voice of the Martyrs. Their website is persecution.com. That's persecution.com. I encourage every single rebel out there to go to the website, sign up for their newsletter. Oh my goodness, their newsletter is slick. It is so nice. Woo, I got to get involved with them. And for those that don't know, Voice of the Martyrs is a nonprofit interdenominational Christian missions organization dedicated to serving our persecuted family worldwide through practical and spiritual assistance, and leading other members of the body of Christ into fellowship with them. Voice of the Martyrs was founded in 1967 by Pastor Richard Wormbrand, who was imprisoned for 14 years in communist Romania for his faith in Christ. People are like, what? Is that still going on? Yes, it's still going on. His wife, Sabina, was imprisoned for three years, In 1965, they were ransomed out of Romania, and soon thereafter, they established the Global Network of Missions, which Voice of the Martyrs is a part of. The Wormbrands base these missions on Hebrews 13.3, which instructs us to remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are also in the body. I think we can all get behind that. There are more slaves today than ever before in history. There are Christians being imprisoned around the world, and Voice of the Martyrs is leading the charge to help get them released and spread the gospel in places that's hostile to our faith system. Let's jump into the broadcast today after I just got to say again, thank you so much to Voice of the Martyrs. And I really go to their website, send them an email, drop them a line on Instagram, and just say thank you for sponsoring Rebel Parenting because because of them... We get to give you our resources for free. Now to the broadcast. Our guest today is our friend, Wendy Gossett. A friend of mine sent me her child temperament test. And at first I was like, really? I mean, I guess. And I kind of pushed it off and pushed it off. And one night I was watching TV and I got bored and I pulled my email up and that email popped into my mind. And I went and I took this little test. It was Oh my God, it it was super fast. I mean, under 10 minutes. So people are like, oh my goodness, how long is this thing going to be? It was so fast. And then I clicked the send and it sent me a video, which I liked. It wasn't a thing I had to read. I didn't have to go deep dive into it because usually when I read things, I kind of skip over them and I just kind of go to the pertinent parts and I go, oh yeah, I get this. I get this. It was a video. It was quick. Before the video was over, I started understanding my son in such a deeper way. It was like this massive light bulb. It wasn't even a light bulb. It was like fireworks going off in my brain, just shooting out my ears, steam and smoke coming out my nose. I had to stop the video halfway because I understood a new way to connect with my son Lincoln. And I got to compliment him in a way that I could visually see on his face 
I reached him. And I got to tell you, as a parent, those moments are what I live for. I was like, oh my goodness, you know I love you. Like, I didn't say that out loud because it would have embarrassed him and not me. I don't get embarrassed. Not about that stuff. But it was just, it was so special. And it's allowed me to do that more and more and more. And it's drawn us so much closer together. In fact, so much so, even before this interview, I called before I'd ever met her one time. We hadn't spoken on the phone and said, hey, I'm doing a live event at a church with a bunch of couples about parenting, and I know you can help them. I know they will connect with their kids more if you'll come and let me interview you in front of this audience. And she was like, are you kidding? You don't even know me. I'm like, I don't know you, but I know you can help. And she agreed, and we went to the church, and there were, I don't know, 25, 30 couples, and all of them are understanding their children in a new, better, more intimate way. And that's why Wendy Gossett is on the program today. So without any further ado, please welcome Wendy Gossett to Rebel Parenting. Rebels, what is up? So there I am looking at the camera. I was looking at myself, realizing I'm not looking at me. Look at the camera now. Hi, everybody. So good to see you. <laughs> Yay. Wow, how do I even introduce this? Uh, my friend sent me a resource on parenting, and she's super smart. I love what she says, and she was like, oh, I found this thing. It helped me understand my child and helped me understand myself better and our relationship. You should check it out. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of busy. And it took me a little while, and so I finally took it, and you take a test for your child. Yes. And it tells you their temperament and some things about them. And so I started taking the test for Lincoln and I took the test and it was a little difficult and I struggled with a little bit of guilt and just some <laughs> thinking about my style of parenting. I and, build in the guilt factor. You know, things like that. <laughs> and then when I was done, I told my friend Marshall, I was so, so excited when I clicked whatever it was finished and then the video came. Yes. I was like, ooh, I was so happy for a bunch of reasons, and I won't go into all the nerdy reasons, but I was really happy because when you send me a written report, mm -hmm. I will skim it first. Right. If I see things that I like, I'll read deeper. If mm -hmm. I see things I don't like, I'll probably move on and be like, oh, okay, it was interesting, and then move on. The video was engaging. It was short. It was under 10 minutes. It was short. I turned it off. I don't know, not even halfway through because I did. I connected with my son in a brand new way I hadn't before and I had to go give him a compliment. I knew he would yep. feel. Yeah. I was Yay. so excited. It was Everybody's awesome. Like, oh, I hit pause. You know when you hit the space bar and then YouTube goes up a half screen and you're like, yeah, that's what I wanted and then you get it back down you hit pause. I did that and then I ran in and I was telling Lincoln compliments I say about him to other people. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I was talking to so-and-so the other day and I was telling him about you. And he was like, what did you say? And I told him all these things because I talk about him in a positive light to other people. Right. And it dawned on me, why am I not telling him? Right. And, yeah. You know, it was that every now and then a parent compliments your child or you say, I love you or, Hey, you look good today or whatever it is. And you see that look on their face and you're like, Oh, I, I reached you. Right. I you touched just felt you. love from me. Yeah. I loved you. You know, and <laughs> great moment. It was such, in fact, I don't even think I watched, I finished watching the video before emailing Sarah back and telling her thank you. And then I watched the rest of the video and was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and right when I was complimenting Lincoln, my initial thought was, I know this is so far-fetched, but we're doing this live event and I don't have a guest for it yet. And I wonder if Wendy would show up and be my guest with a bunch of strangers. Like you don't know me or anything about what we do. And you graciously agreed. We just did a parenting conference this last weekend and we did a rebel live. All so the guests great. there, all yep. the attendees got to take the test for free about their children. Mm -hmm. Had a big response. Whoa, did we ever? Yeah, yeah that response. was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Wendy, you know, it was so great. Okay. I just got to tell everybody. And then producer Kay's over here and she is going to include the link in our comment section right now because I'm super nerdy. And if I find something helpful, I'm like, oh, it's so amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> and I'll tell Laura and she'll be like, awesome. And she's so smart that she uses those things. And I tell people about helpful things all the time and I get ignored a lot. It's okay. <laughs> Not everybody's busy and you got mortgages and wives and kids and all that I get. Mm. 
the response at the conference, it wasn't just a good response that they filled it out. Mm-hmm. The connection you could see from people in there, when we were up there talking mm-hmm. and you're like, and you, your daughter, da, 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 and both parents' faces were just like, like glowing. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's my favorite party trick. People think I'm a mind reader. I know. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I was just beyond thrilled because it wasn't just me. Like mm-hmm. I'm helped by lots of things because I'll nerd out on it and I'll find what's helpful and I'll really, really, really try to apply mm-hmm. it. But go deep. Not everyone does that. And that's okay. It's a temperament mm-hmm. thing. No big deal. But so many people were helped so quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. so quickly. It was like, oh, we got to have you on. And oh, thank, thank you, you for so being much. down here. Really. Yeah, thank it's my you passion. so much. It's my passion to help people to understand their children because I I've seen so many people that are hurting mm-hmm. because they weren't seen they weren't understood by their parent their parent was trying to you know push the square peg into the round hole their mm-hmm. whole life yeah. and you know some people are just born unique very unique and they don't fit into the typical mold um and so that's that's my passion that's yeah. why yeah. I do no, what he, I do I'll tell you what I'm going to take it to a super, super extreme. Mm-hmm. Every kid wants to connect with their parent too. That's absolutely that innate yeah. born desire of, I want to be loved. I want to be seen. Yes. I want to be protected. Yep. Right. I want to be safe. And I want it to be from you, my parent. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No kids that set out to be bad. No, 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 no. It's been a number of years. I went to the Louisiana state penitentiary, Angola. That's where the film dead man walking was about. Oh, wow that it was at one time the bloodiest prison in America. Over 80% mm. of the men that enter Angola don't ever become free. They're lifers. Life in prison. It's wow. gnarly. Like, yeah, I can't even, oh my gracious. Yeah. But I went there for an event that Awana puts on. Awana Bible Memorization Program. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So Awana has entered the prison. Uh-huh. And it's because of Warden Burl Kane, and they've got a program called Returning Hearts. And once mm-hmm. a year, if you as a prisoner work your tail off, fingers to the bone, you've got to have good behavior. You've got to memorize scripture. You've got to be in the word. You've got to be a model prisoner. Right. They will fly, drive, bus, or ship your kids to prison for a day. Wow. And they have this massive carnival and they've got chaperones for every single family. Every prisoner has a chaperone for his yeah. kids and him mm-hmm. getting ready to leave vans, getting ready to leave. And the way they do this is they've got a huge stadium mm-hmm. and all the prisoners are on sitting in one side mm-hmm. and they're all in blue jeans and white t-shirts. And on the other side, one set of kids and a chaperone walks out to the middle of a football field and there's a microphone and it'll say, you know, Ryan Dobson, come down and hang out with your kids. And you see a guy get up that would look like me and he would walk down mm. and be with his kids. And it was mm. like, oh, it was just oh, I'm powerful. Gonna, yeah. I was getting ready to leave and I'm watching these two little kids were holding on the hands of a chaperone and an older child who looked upset, angry, mm. not upset, but angry okay. arms folded. You know what I'm saying? Body yeah, language. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm talking Closed about? Stop. Mm-hmm. African-American family. These two young ones were nervous, half behind the chaperone, walking out to a microphone by themselves. And they called out that dad's name. Mm. I watched their dad get up and walk down and hit the grass. He had taken four or five steps. And both those little kids jerked their hands out of that chaperone's hand and sprinted across that field and dove into their daddy's arms. Mm -hmm. And that older kid was running right at me. It was like, I just, I've never stopped crying about it. Every time I talk about it. Wow. No. Wow. I don't know why that dad was in, Mm -hmm. but it's bad. Yeah. It's not. Not something good. It's not minor. I've been to Angola and I don't know how many murderers and rapists and strong arm robbers and arsonists and extortionists and types of people like that listen to rebel parenting. But if those kids are so desperate to have a dad, that's right. Then just think of your, then child. your kids are too. Yeah, that's right. They just want to be loved. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they want to be appreciated for who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so many parents want to change the behaviors of their kids and you know we need to be more of a guide 
than yeah. someone who wants to yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. A and guide so, and a coach. That's right. You know that coach. By the way, we've all had the coach that you hate. The coach that beats you up, the coach that browbeats you, the coach that yells at you, the coach that embarrasses you. Right. You don't really follow that coach well. No. Right. But that coach that brings something out of you that you didn't know existed before and You'll shows you forget. who you are. That's right. You will follow that. Young soldiers will follow that man into hell and back. Yep, that's for right. sure. I mean, that's you get right. kids that will enlist under a false driver's license in World War II because of something they believe in and then they follow that man because he built them up and he showed you are a warrior you are a leader mm-hmm. you can, you're going to save a person absolutely and i had personal experience because you know we all thought we were going to be the best parents ever before we became parents right and so that was me and um and to make it even worse my older son was this very compliant child oh, yeah. and even at you know, when he was 18 months old, I thought, or actually nine months old, I thought this child is so easy. This parenting business is so easy that we decided to have number two right away. So I had two under two in diapers and uh, child number two was a little rebel. She was a little rebel and wasn't anything like me. We were completely different. And so I realized pretty early on when she was five years old that my parenting style that came naturally to me did not work for her Mm. at all. And it worked for my older son, but it didn't work for her. Gary Chapman has uh, the five love languages. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting one because this is going to take it out of the parenting realm, which is so much shame and guilt. But I experience love in a unique way. There's five and you can have, you know, we experience love in all five ways mm-hmm. and we've got primaries and secondaries. And, and mm-hmm. my primary way, one of them is in giving and getting. I love getting fun gifts. Mm-hmm. And I love giving great, great gifts. That's not Laura's love language. It's yes. not. Service, <laughs> time, there are all kinds time of things together. that are her love language, but I could have the most creative gift. Right. And she is so excited for the moment. But it's not a long-term, like, right. man, I can't believe you found that. I can't believe you remembered that thing I said, and then you went back to the store, and then you got it. Oh, my goodness. Right. Months right. later, we are not talking about presents. Right. We're not. Right. But that's my love language. And darn it, you should feel the love the way I want to show it to you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. Because yeah. you have the best intentions. Yeah. Of course. You know, I have the best intentions with my daughter. I'm a feeler all the way. And so I wanted to, you know, when she was a little bit older, take her shopping and go to Starbucks and have a heart to heart talk and, Mm. you know, just really relate to her Mm. because I didn't have that kind of close relationship with my mom because my mom and I were, were very different as well. And it just wasn't flying. And I just Mm. realized that my expectations were my expectations Mm. and they were unrealistic. And so I had to learn her temperament. And I was actually training as a corporate trainer and was doing Myers-Briggs for corporations. And I thought, wow, this could work for my daughter. Yeah. So there are... Hey, can I ask you something? I got to interrupt. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you have parents take a test for their children, answer questions for your children, Mm -hmm. and you encourage them, like producer Kay has a tween that wanted to take the test herself, and you're like, no, Mm -hmm. don't, you take it for her, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting, because you're getting a different answer. Mm -hmm. Tell me why. Well, because children aren't self-aware yet, and... They don't realize that when they're taking the test that maybe they wish they were more Mm -hmm. extroverted or, and so they might be taking the test based on who they want to be. And whereas adults have a more objective point of view when they're looking at their children. Mm -hmm. Now I have had the experience though, where the mom is so like in the box and her child is so like out of the box that She didn't know her child. And so when there was a question like, you know, is your child more, you know, harder to understand than a typical child? And she said, yes. And so she would answer questions like that, even though her child was a more typical type 
to her mm, because okay, she was sure. so in the, the box. box. That makes sense. Everything that was outside of her box was not typical. And she mm. just knew that this child was not following her rules. Mm. And so that can happen as well, too. But luckily, Myers-Briggs, there's a much deeper science than just the four letters yes. and that test. There's a much deeper science that really nails their temperament. And I have that methodology that, yeah. that I use that really does get pretty accurate. Wendy, with, can I yeah. say something to all the mm-hmm. rebels out there? Anybody that has children or is planning on having children, mm-hmm. you have unrealistic expectations for so your true. children, for so your true. relationship, for your parenting ability, for you. And that's mm-hmm. awesome because it's optimism. It says, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And there will be days where it will be great. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, it's interesting. You've got a daughter that's not like you. Mm-hmm. And there is a longing, there is a desire to connect that's right. Now, not just with her, but with anybody in that way, because that's your language. That's right. Right? But that's it's right. so much mm. stronger with a child. Mm-hmm. This is a piece of me, whether it's adoption mm-hmm. or blood. It's a piece of me. You or me. We're together. We and I. Connect. And what we desire is love and connection. That's right. And our first desire is love and connection the way we feel it best. Mm-hmm. But being a mature, strong parent is what you did and it's what we're trying to learn how to do of saying, I know my expectations are unrealistic and I gotta figure out who you are. I wanna have this relationship at all cost. That's the most important thing because that's how we'll share our faith. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. And you want your children to understand you as well because if they can understand you who are a different temperament than they are, then that's gonna help them understand their teacher. Who's that yes. temperament or their friend, their coworker or their friend. And so I like to differentiate myself from my daughter. And when I'm parenting her, say, mm-hmm. okay, sweetie, I am extremely emotional and you're not like that. My daughter is very rational mm-hmm. and very unemotional. And for a while I thought that she just didn't care. I thought she just could care less about when I disciplined her because Mm. things would roll off of her Mm -hmm. like Teflon. And I just kind of looked at it. I took it personally and I looked at it as something was flawed in her when actually she is brave and she's self-contained and she's independent. And what I thought was lazy is efficiency and practicality. And so It was a matter of me learning how to reframe Mm. what I thought were weaknesses because they were different. Mm. And so reframing them as strengths and actually telling her, wow, I can't believe how self-contained and brave you are because that would just throw me into a tailspin, what you just did. And so isn't that great? It's a mutual understanding. It's so great to tell your kids how amazing they are and how you wish you were like them. Yes. That to a child, you know how I found that with Link? He's going to be taller than me. (laughs) He will. I desperately wanted to be six foot. Oh, I'm not. (laughs) Never going to happen. He'll be six, two, six, three. He'll be considerably taller than me. And when I tell him, you see him go, really? Really? I'm going to be taller than daddy? And when I see kids that are six, three, I'll stand next to him and go, Lincoln, you're going to be this <laughs> but I love this me. how this takes out some of the guessing work in parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, learning their strengths or thinking that that's technically a weakness in my eyes mm. when when I can look at the temperament test and be like, oh no no no, I, wait, I've been my perspective's wrong. It needs to be shifted. That's right. And so you say there's no talk about the no weaknesses. Yeah. So I feel like when we're born, we are you know, a fairly blank slate as far as our behavior. I mean, there's no baby who sets out to rebel or, you know, misbehave. They're just, you know, looking to get their basic needs Needs met. Mm. And I believe that the strengths or the weaknesses form from overusing, underusing, or misusing our strengths. It actually goes way back. Let me interrupt just for a second. Yeah. So, because I want to unpack this for Mm -hmm. people like me that are going to nitpick this to death. Yes. We're all born of the sin nature. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to tell my son to say no right. or mine That's or true. things like that. And so mm-hmm. we naturally sin mm-hmm. on our own. And, you know, if you go widest, 
in behavioral types, you've got compliance and challenger, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's about, you know, if you're going to separate everybody into two categories, the broadest you can, challenging, you're born as a challenging type or you're born as a more compliant type. And I can give my family's example because my dad's written tons of books about it. Mm-hmm. My sister was for sure, my dad called her strong-willed. Mm-hmm. We say strong-spirited. <laughs> in our family. Much uh-huh. more the challenger. Uh-huh. Definitely the challenger. Right. I was for sure the compliant type. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is a lot of people would say strong-willed and the challenger isn't a good type. You don't want that type of kid. Oh, that's so hard to have a challenging kid. It's so hard to have a strong-willed kid Mm -hmm. and they're viewed and spoken about as a negative quality. And you're saying that's not negative. The challenging type isn't negative on any level. Our response to it can be. Right. Well, this goes all the way back to the book of Ezekiel where God talks about his four faces and they're the ox, the Mm. lion, the eagle, and the human. And so I believe that when we're born, God doesn't slap all these weaknesses onto us, Mm. but we are made in his Mm. image in one of those faces. And so for instance, that lion type, which is probably your sister, they are born with this independent free mm. spirit they want to express themselves and so when no those fear danae has no, no fear, fear no she fear. is an instant leader right mm. and so if you mm. take that lion who's craving freedom and you put them in this little box and you give them all these rules and they can't express <laughs> themselves and they can't yeah, yeah be yeah. independent yes. like they need to be and they can't be brave and you're telling them be careful be careful all the time yes then you're and going to is, hear them roar yeah and no one tries to tell your kid you're weak and you're not capable and you can't do things but fear-based parenting says hey you can't do anything and you should be afraid and you're not capable and you don't have it you don't have it i do kind of not well. really but yeah Yeah, behavior modification parenting that's right you know that's right i mean i never dreamed i'd have a daughter who would be a pole vaulter yeah right and but that's the choice that she made that's what she wanted to do and i know a little bit about pole vaulting okay (laughs) and just for those that don't so you're training your body to do something completely unnatural you're gonna run with a giant flexible pole and you're gonna stick it in the ground and you're gonna bend it in half it will break at some point has she broken poles <laughs> she did and broken she was poles. very excited yeah you break poles and by the way fiberglass poles when they break they send these giant shards of fiberglass it's very dangerous you can get hurt doing it oh yeah then you launch yourself upside down yeah it's when not she had normal. cleat blood, you know, from yes. her cleats on her leg, yeah. she was yeah. proud of that yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Now, <laughs> a naturally compliant child wouldn't normally have a preference to go into something that's that high risk, high that's reward, right. That's right. danger, pain, all those types of things. Yeah. My son tripped twice in cross country and broke both his <gasps> arms oh. in cross country. We just met your son. Yeah. He's so awesome. he is not a head to head competition kind of kid. So mm. if his dad was like, well, you know, let's you're going to play football, son, that would have not gone well, yeah. not gone well at all. And, and so natu- we had to. That's a normal, natural thing, especially right. for the dad. And I'm not like that. My dad, I don't know. He wasn't like a football jock, but he was a jock. Like he wow. was captain of the tennis team uh-huh. as a sophomore. Okay. Played basketball in our backyard He's with his very friends. Very athletic and very, very athletic and competitive. Okay. Uber, Uber competitive. Now I am highly competitive. Uh huh. But I mean, like he got his nose broken in our backyard, like playing basketball like that. Wow. I was not. I mean, I didn't watch sports. I didn't enjoy sport. Group sports. Oh, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't stand. That was hard for us. Yeah, the head-to-head competition is really no, 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 hard no. for some. The kids. one-on-one competition. I'm all over that. Okay. Group sports. Uh-huh. What do you mean you don't want to win enough to cry about it when it's over with? Mm. You're not going to mm-hmm. cry when you lose? Mm-hmm. Well, then I can't play with you. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Right. This is the end of the world. Right. And if you know how your child is wired and what motivates them, then, yeah, then, um, so mm-hmm. it's as easy as the Wizard of Oz actually to figure out. So that's the top of the iceberg. But okay, let's go ox, lion, eagle, human. Yeah. What motivated all those characters? 
So Dorothy is the ox type. Mm. She just wanted to go home. You know, mm. that's what she wanted. Home, security, rules, structure. That's the ox face of God. So you start thinking about that, parents. If your child likes routines, if they like structure, if they like to know what time are we going to be there, how long will we be here, you know, those types of things. If they're relators, if they're snugglers, if they're... And not necessarily always with the snuggler. Okay. Uh, they are a sensor, so they are going to very much be snuggly, but there are thinker types. So there's thinker feeler, and the thinkers of the world make decisions very quick. They're rational. They're black and white. And 75% of males are thinkers. 75% of females are feelers, which means they make decisions using their head and their heart. So you can have that Dorothy type that's a rule follower and very much wants security. If they're this logical, rational, black and white thinker in Mm. this box, Mm. then that means they're going to be very structured. And mom and dad, you better do it the right way. And you better follow those rules. And they're going to be very cranky and very sensitive in their senses because they are a sensor. So um, sounds and tastes and going to make him really, really cranky. Mm. And so even though you have this compliant cooperative type, there are things that can make that type seem like a challenger. Then you also have the lion type, which is also the lion face of God. And that type is motivated by courage. Mm. They want to be brave and they want to be independent and they want to roar and express themselves. And so if you take their freedom away, if you try to put them in a box, if you try to give them too many rules, they are going to be a challenger. They're going to just mm. rebound, automatically, go, automatically go the other okay. way. And now, in that situation, Jordan Peterson would say this for all situations, and I think we would too. And highly for that situation, what you're looking for is the least amount of rules that keep the most peace. Yes. The least amount of rules, the fewest rules you can possibly have that keeps the most amount of peace and the fewest rules will allow mom and dad to stay on the same page for that child that wants you to be on the same, same page. page. They need you yeah. to be on the same and page. And they need to see how much freedom you've given them. Yeah. So I say it's a red, yellow, mm. and a green light. So when you point out how much freedom you're allowing them to have, then when you do say this is a red light, they're going to be more apt to listen but you need to be consistent with this yes. type. You've got a consistency. Stick, love it. Consistency. Stick your ground with this type because they are manipulative. But you know, what is the positive of manipulative strategic yeah. um, negotiation? So this type, you can teach them to be master negotiators. My daughter Perfect. is this type, the lion type. Mm. And now when she tells me something she wants to do, I'm like, no, honey, that's not going to work. She goes, how about this mom? And then right away she goes into the negotiation where I'm halfway happy. She's halfway happy. And I'm like, okay. You ever get the sense that she starts here knowing she's not going to get it because this is what she wants and she knows you pretty well already? (laughs) Probably, probably. But she's become this master negotiator in the yellow zone. I love it. Knowing how to, um, and and it's a life skill for her that she's Mm -hmm. learning. Yeah. And then. Is that the lion from Wizard of Oz as well? The lion. Yeah. Okay. And then, so think about that. That's because uh, virtually everyone has seen the Wizard of Oz. And so you kind of understand like, oh, okay. He wants to be brave. He wants to be his mantle. Yeah. I'm a lion, right. but I'm the cowardly lion. I don't want to be that. I want to be the roaring lion. And I there is a cowardly lion. There are four lions and one of them is very soft, more like a kitty cat. So if you have, oh. yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing, but it's um, every now and then they'll roar and you'll see that stubborn independent side and they want to be brave. But they're very snuggly, very sensitive. So, and then there's the eagle mm-hmm. or the scarecrow okay. who just wanted a brain. So this type is all about their intelligence, mm. and they don't see the outside world. They're a very rare type. They're intuitive, which means they are more in their head. What's in their head is more real than what's in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Okay, this type is definitely a challenger and I get more parents calling me about this type than any other type. This type often Hmm. gets misunderstood as autistic, having Asperger's, uh, things like that because this type is so in their head 
that they're not picking up on social cues. Yeah, you're not knowing what they're thinking. You can't get it out of them. Yeah, and they're so in their head that they are all about their theory that they're thinking Mm. about or their out-of-the-box idea, Mm. and they're not really in the real world. And then there's the human face of God, which is the tin man who just wanted a heart, but yet he was the one that was crying all the time, right? And was resting up all the time. And so the human face of God is the most rare type and they're extremely relational, extremely sensitive. When you have this type in a boy, it's very difficult for that boy because they're always told you're too sensitive, Mm. you know, in this world where men are supposed to be tough and brave and they can be very brave, but they have this tender relational core. And these are the types that end up being counselors and teachers and pediatricians. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. You're just like so, opening up the world for us of all. Totally. I'm thinking of all my friends. I'm thinking of my friend's kids. Yeah. I'm thinking it's, yeah. it's amazing. I'll tell you what I want to say to the rebels out there because the comments we're getting are so awesome. And everyone is saying how helpful it is. You know, Julie just said she's struggling with her teenagers and it's helpful. And Sarah said it's helpful. And Kim uh, was talking about it. Kim said your kids need a safe place to fail. And that should be the home. It oh, really wow. should be the home. Yeah. Kim, thanks for saying that. That is such Whoa. a great comment because and we know that, but we don't yeah. do it. We don't want them to fail in the home. Well, the ox parenting type, the ox type is actually half the world. So it's like when God, you know, created these four types, he said, okay, we need the pillars of society. We need the people to, you know, uphold the laws of society and enforce the laws of society. And so a lot of parents are this very traditional rule following ox type. And so they want to protect their kids from failure. You know, that's the the helicopter parents, right? They're trying to protect their kids from failure. But actually, Mm. when they fail, you should be like, yes, Yes. this is an opportunity for me while they're under my roof to be able to guide them through that. Mm. Yeah. Their possibilities. I'm going to throw something in. One of the ways to encourage that type of child is tell them when you fail. And it's the hardest thing to do. It's one of the hardest things to do as a parent, because when your children become teenagers, they're going to throw it back in your face. Because that's what teenagers do. And when they're in their 20s and they're revolting, they're going to throw it in your face. Or maybe when they're 30 or 40. Who knows? Just expect it and do it anyway. Mm. Just do it anyway. When you blow it, do it anyway. When you snap at your wife uh, and you have to apologize to your kids because you snapped at your wife, then do it. And here's the way to not do it. I'm so sorry I yelled at you, but you know, when I don't eat, I get hangry and and I got hangry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Because all I'm saying is I had a really good reason to yell at you. I'm sorry now, but then you deserved it. You deserved it then because I wasn't, I hadn't eaten yet. Well, you know, the definition of a leader is anyone who influences the behaviors, the thinking and the development of a person. Mm. Mm. So a parent is a leader. Yep. And the Harvard business journal says that the number one quality a leader needs to have is self awareness. So for the parent to be self-aware that, okay, these are my triggers and I'm sorry, kids, but this is what triggers me and to be aware of that. And, you know, I have taken personality tests my whole life and it wasn't until just a few years ago, I got all this new insight when I found out things about my temperament. So there's always new things that blind spots that you might have and blind spots are what inhibit our growth, yeah, um, both as a parent and as a child. So, you know, if your child keeps tripping up over the same things or you keep blowing mm. up over the same things, there's an unawareness there. Yeah, yeah, There's a blind spot. Yeah. And so just being aware of that blind spot can help you overcome mm. it. Well, I like what you kind of talked about earlier. We had spoken about what you're focusing on is what you're going to see. That's and right. so if it's that blind spot that keeps coming up, and you're not even knowing that it keeps coming up, but your husband's you can't saying, focus like, hey, on it. Yeah, you can't fix it. You can't adjust it. You can't shift it. You can't bring out the strength in it. Right. 
Yeah. Mm. You know, you said something over the weekend, and then I want to talk about self-aware, but you also said if you're getting in the same fight every single time, you're saying the same thing and it is not working, by all means, you got to change that plan. That's right. Change the, change the pl- plan. What's the definition a, of crazy, right? Doing right? the same thing over and over and expecting a different insanity. Yeah. You, you can yeah, have a dumb insanity. plan. Yeah. But just have another plan. We used to live in an apartment complex in California, and the lady that lived below us yelled at her kids all day, mm. every day. The same thing. Same thing. She, she yelled the same thing every day. I think, I remember, I don't know if I yelled it just in our apartment or out the window. They haven't listened to that one time in six months. What makes you think they're going to listen today, lady? <laughs> They've never, right. since the day you moved in, they haven't listened yeah. to you. Why Makes are they going to do it today? Better. <laughs> oh, it just was driving me bananas. It, yeah, but yeah. you said something that was really interesting. The quality of a leader is being self-aware. Self-aware. And something you can do with your children is take this temperament test. Mm-hmm. Take it for them and take it for yourself because you're going to become more self-aware. And what you can do then is you can talk to your child about who they are and some of their characteristics and who you are. Hey, I learned some new things about me. One of the things they talk about in habit forming is like, if I'm going to be a guy that doesn't eat sugar anymore, I better tell everybody in my life, Hey, I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. I'm not the guy that eats sugar anymore. Otherwise, everyone in my life expects me to be the guy that eats sugar all the time and will offer me sugar. will have sugar around me. They won't say anything when I eat sugar in front of them. But if I want to be a new person, I got to tell you, Hey, I'm a new person. I'm this, I'm this person now. So that if you see me eating sugar, Hey, I thought you were a new person. I thought you are a different guy. Yeah, right. And your kids can become more self-aware by you explaining, hey, these are some things about you. You should know these things. These are amazing. Right. And I think it's, you know, it's so effective for the types that are more rare because a lot of times if their parent doesn't understand them, then, you know, the people mm. around them aren't going to understand them. And a lot of times they just feel like they're an anomaly. Like yeah. they were oh. an accident. They weren't meant to be. They weren't and, supposed to be here. And when they find out that, no, you were planned and this, you have this certain type that's designed for this, mm. it's mm. so validating for wow. them. Yeah. Because some of these rare types, they, they're extremely introverted. Um, they might have difficulty making eye contact. They mm. might prefer to have just one friend. And their parents okay. are trying to push them, you right. know, to Let be me more ask you that social. And parents feel that you need to have more than one friend. And what if something happens with that friend? And something will, if it's, especially if it's a girl and you and your best friend get right. into a fight and then you only have the one friend and you right. do need to look people in the eye and it's going to really help you in a job interview. Right. And so if, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm a big fan. He says, triple down on your strengths. Mm-hmm. Forget about your weaknesses. Right. But American mm-hmm. culture says, no, you have to work on your weaknesses. Right. And that's all we focus on. So I believe that if you focus on the strengths, then those weaknesses are going to dissipate because if that child, instead of them thinking, oh, I don't make eye contact. Oh, I'm so introverted. Oh, I have no friends. Instead, if they're thinking, wow, I'm really ingenious and I'm really analytical and I have all these great ideas to offer and I am super creative. And when I'm on a play date, I think of games that nobody else thinks of. And if that's what they're focusing on, then they're going to make eye contact because they're going to feel better about mm, who they love are. Every kid to feel yeah. that way about himself. Completely. Yeah. Is there a parent listening? That's like, mm, I don't know. It's nah. like, no, I love it. Having a kid and that's they comfortable that in their own skin. Yeah. And if they know that they're this unique type and that every girl that has this type is like this because I've had, you know, girls that are this introverted thinking type that are in their head. And that's so rare for a girl. And so they're around all these other feeling girls and they just, they think they don't, they don't fit, fit in. in. Something's and wrong so with if their me. parent is yeah. able to say, well, you know, you have a lot of rational, logical qualities and a lot of girls are, are very feeling and very dramatic. And mm. so you can teach them how these girls are, you know, the qualities of the girls are different that they're noticing, you know, and just maybe make sure that they have friends that are boys as well as girls or find girls that are less girly, you know, right, yeah. right, a little right. bit more tomboy like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that what you talk about when you talk about forecasting the future, explaining, you know, to kids, Hey, you know, my dad did that with me. Mm-hmm. I just don't get meanness. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds naive, mm-hmm. but I can remember a distinct conversation where somebody had set out to hurt me mm-hmm. and I went to my dad and I was just 
bewildered. And he was like, Ryan, there are mean people in the world. And I was like, but I'm not mean. And he's like, I know, but mm -hmm. you will encounter mean lots people. of mean people. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, and I think when the child can own them, like I've noticed with my daughter, she seems like an extrovert, but she's kind of the an ambivert where she goes out of the house. She's an extrovert that drains her battery. She comes home. She's an introvert. But when she's uh -huh. at a party, because she's the lion, she wants to be the life of the party. Mm. And she was noticing that she just couldn't compete with the kids that were true extroverts. Yes. And it was making her feel really bad about herself. When she found out that she's an introvert, she just started owning Whoa. it. That's she awesome. started relaxing into her own temperament and was mm. like, you know what? I, I'm not going to compete with these extroverts because... I'm an introvert and yeah. I'm going to just kind of need to. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of chill you on the side so much here. freedom to your children and to yourself as a parent. So yeah. people, please, please take the test, do mm, the test, mm, do it mm, now. Mm. Yeah. You know oh. what? This is Julie just brought something up online. She mentioned in the comment and this is an interesting one. There are a lot of people listening that did not have parents that looked at them and went, wow, you are so, you are a challenger. That is going to make you a strong right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. And, Especially because we were, this is an evangelical program. I mean, it comes from that point of view. Then we lead towards legalism. We lead towards trying to force people into a box. We lean towards behavior modification, behavior modification yeah. and, and things like that. And so here's the thing I do want to, especially Julie as well. You can start right this second. And one of the most powerful things you can do with your children is to say, hey, you know what? I love your grandparents, if you do, and I just didn't have this growing up, and I didn't know that I should be constantly telling you how great you are, because I think you're great, mm. and just start now. It is never, never, never to, I said, I was, I, on Friday night, you saw this, mm. when I talked about one of the tenets of rebel parenting is learning how to say you're sorry, and I said, how many parent-child relationships could be fixed if mm -hmm. the parent would just say to their adult child, I'm so sorry, Every head in the room was doing this unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And many hands went up when you asked. Because mm -hmm. you I didn't asked. Mean yeah. to say, yeah. I was just like, how many relationships? And people were doing this all yep. over the room. Right. They just and said sorry. They, they just want their parents to be like, I love you. I'm sorry for whatever right. it was that is that I, that I hurt. Right? It's, right. I think there are so many parents out there that secretly have a favorite kid. You yep. know, because this kid is more similar to their temperament and they're yep. just easier to understand. And so that child makes them feel like a better parent. Mm. And so, you know, and it's so important that you give the right compliment to your child, though, because that eagle type, if you give them a lot of flowery praise, like, oh, good job, buddy. Yeah. They're going to look at you like, huh? They'd <laughs> rather have you say that was ingenious. Yep. I couldn't have thought of that myself. You have to know their Then they're going to be like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're speaking their love language. I'm smarter than mom. You're speaking their love language. Yeah. yeah. So you really have to know their temperaments and their giftings and their leanings and their bents. What a gift. Right? Because if, you know, my daughter doesn't want to be <laughs> as emotional as I am. She just doesn't. Sure. And when she sees me get all emotional over something she probably looks at me and goes, Ugh. you know, and so the way that comes naturally for me to compliment her would just be to gush and mm -hmm. hug. And, you know, when she was little, I used to be like, oh, talk, baby, talk to her. She hated that. She hated it because she's Katniss, you know, from the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. she, she's tough. <laughs> so she wanted to be taken seriously at a very early age. You yes. know what? My mom, when I was growing up, used to do something with me and I didn't understand it. And it drove me nuts. And it, it caused a wedge between us for a little while until my dad explained it. And it was a difference between men and women. I would have a crisis and my dad would be at work most of the days, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I'd go to my mom and let's say it was about a girl that broke up with me. And she would instantly start telling me about a time that a boy broke up with her and how sad she was. And I can remember being in my head being like, why are you... That is a terrible story. Why are you telling me this? I feel horrible. Well, yeah. you're making me feel worse. What are you doing? You fix my problem. You right. give me a solution to this. I, I, I can't talk to you. I, and then I would feel so bad for her uh -huh. that this terrible person in her life and that she still feels this it way. It about her instead I of... I couldn't believe... And I would, I would call my dad and be like, da, 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 and he'd be like, you should do this. I'm like, that's what I should do. Yes. And do you know what my dad did? He went to my mom behind my back. Uh-huh. 
and told her to start solving my problems. <laughs> and Gar- I was 17 years old and I won't say the girl's name, but she broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I was, sa- I think I cried mm. and I was sad. And my mom called my friend Brett Eiler and said, come over. Ryan needs to go get clothes and gave me money to go shopping. Now I didn't want to go shopping mm. on any level. Right. You were too upset. But I needed to get out of the house and she gave me money. <laughs> hey, out. you know what? Hey. It was a better afternoon. Problem yeah. solved. Brett came over. We yeah. went to the mall. I didn't <laughs> there was, I, 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 don't know if I, got, I don't know if I bought any clothes, but I'm sure I spent money and On I hung out with Brett and we skateboarded <laughs> right. and, and she met me where I was yeah. and it helped our relationship get closer. Yeah. It did. I've heard, so a mom who was 100% feeler, she had this daughter who was the type I mentioned earlier, hard time making eye contact, very, very mm-hmm. introverted, not feeling at all, very rational. And she told me, she said, knowing this information has just helped me mm-hmm. quit fighting against the mm. tide of my daughter's personality. And now I'm just going with the flow, going Whoa. with the flow of her personality. And mm-hmm. so you're letting their temperament guide your parenting as opposed to trying to fight against yeah. it. It's what Laura said. It yeah. takes the fear away. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's like, you got this new manual for, you know, everybody goes, Oh, you know, kids don't come with a, with a manual on how to raise them. Mm-hmm. Well, when they're about 18 months old, two years of age, you can take this test and you can get a bunch of pages in a manual of, you can show love this way, you can relate this way. You know, you have here, it takes the fear, it gives you peace of mind knowing what your child's temperament needs. Absolutely. What so motivates them. A perfect example of this is I know that my daughter has sensory seeking as one of her top functions. So sensory seeking as a child means they love sugar and they're eating sugar all the time and they're putting everything in their mouth and they love, you know, soapy baths and they like squishing in the snow without their boots. my daughter. Yeah, what? without their boots, by the way. They don't want their boots. Sparkles. Because their boots <clears throat> slow them down yes. and their boots don't, they want to feel that snow squish because yes. they're a sensory seeker. But wow. as you forecast for the future, yes. this sensory seeker is going to want to try the alcohol because they're in the moment and they want that sensory hit to their physical senses. So they're going to want to try the alcohol and they're going to want to try other things that are sensory seeking. And we knew this about our daughter. We also know that this type is imitative. They will do whatever they see because they're very tactile. Mm. So we sent her to El Salvador on a mission trip with other missionaries so that she would want to emulate them. And we Mm -hmm. did that right before her high school so that she would become that strong-willed child for the right cause. For the right cause. For the right cause. see that right there. They're alone. Every parent right there just saw, they were like, oh, that's that light bulb. Mm -hmm. Boing. Now you're strong-willed and you're challenging a system that allows there to be suffering in the world. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. That's right. You're going to challenge a lot of people go to the military that are strong-willed mm-hmm. like that. And they mm-hmm. end up being great military leaders and they're going to lead right. people to help because they want to help. Mm-hmm. It's so funny to see a warrior and you meet them later in life. And these are like, I mean, we've met some, we've met some killers. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they joined because they wanted to make the world safe. Mm-hmm. They knew they had to do this horrible thing to accomplish their greatest desire of safety and security for everybody around them. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. So what about in just like in a, this might be off topic, but what about in a family of say all girls, family of four, family of five, are there going to be lots of similarities in there? Are there going to be lots of differences? How is it? Well, that's, that's what is so crazy when you get deeper into this. So like I said, I gave you the high view of, yeah. you know, yeah. cooperator challenger. Then mm-hmm. you have your four types and what drives them. Well, underneath that, if you want to go even deeper, each one of these types has four cognitive functions. Okay. Now there are two different kinds of feeling. What's really interesting is some feelers, and I just expected all women to be wired like me as a dominant feeler who shares their feelings, who wears their heart on their sleeve. That's not 
the case at all. Laura here is an introverted feeler. She keeps her feelings self-contained. Um, some people like to express their feelings through an art form, you know, rather than talk about them. And so there are different types of feeling even. So I've had people tell me, oh, your daughter is a carbon copy of you. And I'm like, actually, no. Mm. And and you Mm. might think that your child is really similar, but they might have a whole different type of feeling or Mm -hmm. thinking or sensing or intuition or than what you have. And so you can really get specific with how Mm -hmm. to relate to them in a way that's because that introverted filler is private. Mm -hmm. And so I love it when people come up to me and ask me questions. And so for a long time, I was going up to people I just met and ask them all these questions. Well, I found out later that some people, they felt like I was breaching their privacy. Yes. They felt because they're private, they're Mm -hmm. introverted feelers and it might be really low down in their functional stack. It's called. So it might be their most inferior. So I was being intrusive. Mm. And then I also would sometimes wonder why people never ask me any questions. I thought, oh, they're not interested in me. But they were trying to respect my privacy. Mm. And so when I started seeing people through the light of this lens of temperament, it just really helped me to give people more grace and to understand that Mm. my perspective is only one out of thousands. I mean, 16 if you're going to use the Myers-Briggs. but. So in a household, it can be completely yeah. different between each child, between each parent. Right. Okay. Totally. Right. And so it's the really, deeper you go, it's, the it's more crazy. you're going to learn. That's right. amazing. And it's God great for amazing. husbands and wives also <laughs> to illuminate yes. these blind spots. Hang on one second. Yeah. I want to jump right into husbands mm-hmm. and wives. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell everybody out there because so many people are like, I didn't have this when I was young and my parents didn't do this and I wish I would have had it earlier and things like that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I totally hear you. This is all so brand, I mean, it's brand new. When my dad was getting his PhD in the 60s, that wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. They were telling him and every other, this is USC. This is like a real Mm -hmm. PhD program for psychology. Kids are born a blank slate, an etch-a-sketch, and the only input is from you. Hmm. That's it. Every behavior. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I got it. I got it. For those just listening, Laura was shaking her. uh, Etch a sketch. Yeah. Yeah. But they were saying to a parent, every action your child takes is your fault. Every behavior they have, every temperament they have. And my dad back in the day was looking at all kids that were being born and going, goodness, I, you know, when you read about Jacob and Esau in the womb, it seems like they had a temperament already. (laughs) And when kids are born, it kind of feels like there's temperaments here. And all I'm saying is, you know, my dad started writing about this in the seventies, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 48 years ago, 1970s, right. 48 years ago, right. it's all brand new. And you get to be this new superhero for your kids. Mm-hmm. You get to be this for your parents. In fact, there's someone watching right now that took an Enneagram test and his dad took an Enneagram test and they've had a little struggle and he grew and learned as a son and has a different relationship with his dad because he views him in a different light. It's all brand new. And you, you get to have all this new information. You get to have these resources. You get to understand your kids and your parents and your spouses. Speaking of, talk about that. Yes. Yes. So I was working with the Eagle or the Scarecrow type and then the Dorothy type. And Mm -hmm. like I said, Dorothy makes up half the world And this scarecrow and T type, his type was rare. And he was a CEO of a very large company Mm -hmm, in sales. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was just sitting there with, you know, with his arms crossed. And he was thinking, fix my wife, I'm sure, because she's so emotional. I don't know what to do with this. And and I said, well, actually, you know, your wife is wired like 50% of the world, roughly. So if you learn to understand your wife, you've just learned to understand half the world. And at that point, he just sat up a little, you know, higher in his chair and was very interested in what I had to say because I was using facts. um, And he realized that his wife wasn't the only one Mm. wired like this. And it helped him have kind of a new respect and a new desire Mm. to understand her and a new self-awareness for himself. 
Can you imagine being the wife and being like, oh, now you're interested? It's going to help your business negotiations that you know 50% of people. <laughs> now you want to get to know me so it helps you out? Hey, yeah. thanks, honey. Good times here in the household. Hey, it's yeah. something. And yeah. that's the other thing, too. And if he understands you more, isn't that what you want? Yes. yes. Isn't it what you want? Absolutely. Those are the driving right? forces. That's yeah. the thing. So be humble, be gracious, be understanding. You know, we had people already on here like, oh, I'm going to go talk to my kids and say I'm sorry. And oh, I wrote my son yesterday and told him I was sorry about this. The Fuller Youth Institute did an entire project and there's books and curriculum based on it. It's called Sticky Faith. Hmm. I thought that was clever. Mm-hmm. How do you get your faith to stick to your kids? Mm-hmm. One of the strongest ways to do that is tell them when you fail. Because it lets them know, hey, you, you're going to fail all the time. You know how I know this? Because I fail all the time. Yeah. I fail all the time. All the time. Daily I fail. And you will too. And we're going to be okay with it. Yeah. We're going to be okay. We're going to grow together. And when I teach my daughter about you know some of the things I struggle with, I'm teaching her about other people that are wired like me, that are mm-hmm. dominant yes, feelers, yes, which yes, there yes. are a lot of girls out there that are wired like I am. And so I'm giving her a training as well. So oh my gracious, very helpful as far as that goes. The name of that book. What was the name of that book? Me? Oh, the sticky. Oh, sticky faith. Sticky faith. Thank you. Sticky faith. Is there any (laughs) last things that you would say to the people that are just? First of all, we're definitely going to have you back on. I mean, we've done. This is the easiest hour we have ever done. Do you see that? Fifty-seven minutes. Nice. Yes, easiest ever. We have, by the way, so anybody watching right now, yes, there are links in the broadcast. If you sign up for the newsletter, I will send you a link to Wendy's site. You'll get the parent and the child test. You can take it for all your kids. You and your spouse can take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, there are videos mm-hmm. attached to the child test, but not the adult test. And the reason being. Thank you. Yeah. Is because adults um, take on many roles. So, you know, who you are in college, you start. So there's a J and a P function. P's are open-ended. They're perceivers. Perceivers. And um, as a child, they're going to be late. They're not going to want to finish. They're extremely relaxed. That's Laura here. Just very relaxed and chill approach to life. But what does our society tell us to do? You have to be here on time. You have to turn your paper in on time. You have mm-hmm. to sit in your seat. You So we live in a J society, meaning judging. You have to make mm. judgments. You have to check things off the box and, and be on time. So what happens as you grow is those P children especially start looking more like, like J children because mm-hmm. they have to conform yeah, to society. To. Right. So as adults, a lot of times you don't have as accurate perception of yourself because you might be testing based on who you are at work or based on your role as a mom. So it's really important. Amazing. We have so much better perception on our children at a young age than ourselves after so much history. Yeah, now, I, I believe feel, so. Yeah. The reason why I'm glad Wendy's talking about this is I struggled greatly with the parent Taking one the test. with the child one I really was like oh click 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 and a lot of them were you know I believe this extremely for the adult one I was all over the map mm-hmm. I struggled so much with it and when you came and I was talking about different things you were like oh well that's different than I thought and this you know and so mm-hmm. the reason you do the phone call is because oftentimes adults misinterpret themselves mm-hmm. and it can feel like, oh, well, if you're just doing the video, it might be like, I don't relate to this. This isn't me. Exactly. When so there's so like, much help to be given. Right. If I feel like if I give the adults their four letters that they'll be like, they'll Google it and they'll say, oh, that doesn't fit me at all. This doesn't right. work. Right. And it's funny, but Laura's type, whenever I do a seminar at a business and they have to be there, Laura's type is always sitting there going, eh, you can't put me in a box. Yeah. Every single time. And so that right there shows how powerful it is because their type desires freedom and to be an individual and self-expressive. And so they don't like this. They don't want to be put in a box. Plus, they like to learn things as they go. They like to learn things in the moment. They don't want to research something. And so this type usually doesn't call me. We are going to get along so much better. (laughs) 
It's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. This Light time usually doesn't call you. Yeah. The only reason Laura did is because we had you for our job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because they just want to figure it out because they're so tactile oh, and awesome. so kind of street smart in the moment that they want to figure it out. But if they have a child that is different from them, mm-hmm. it's going to benefit so much if they learn how to be a step ahead and prepare for this child, especially if they have that Dorothy child who wants structure and who, you know, so it, it really does benefit that type jiggle, of parent jiggle, jiggle. as well. Yes. Yeah. One of your friends is online and said, nobody puts Laura in a corner. <laughs> I'm so getting you a shirt that says nobody puts baby in a corner. I am making that shirt. Oh, Atomic Jill. Mom. That's right. Wendy. Defining the undefinable. I am so Defining. excited. We've done an hour, so we're going to wrap it up. Otherwise, we won't be able to get on iTunes in our account. I'm telling you. I am so excited. Mm. I 100% know that we are helping parents. Yep. I 100% know that we are going to absolutely transform relationships. Mm-hmm. I am confident. I am confident that parents are going to be better parents. We're going to get along better. I am relating better to my son now. And any, I just am so thrilled to have so met you yeah. and, and just to know what's about to take place. I, yeah. yeah. So, so excited. It is exciting. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for coming back. My pleasure. And My pleasure. Uh, I'm not far away. I'll tell you what. So. Anybody listening that fills it, it's funny because our people are already filling it out now. They've Denver, been commenting. So My email is help at rebelparenting.org. Help at rebelparenting.org. Everyone in the Rebel Parenting organization is in this room right now. It's me, my wife, and producer Kay is right there. And I have a YouTube channel. I'm starting to make more and more YouTube videos yep. that are all on temperament. And they're really neat. They're they're, good. They're helpful. They're short. They're easy Easy to digest. And you get these light bulb moments like, oh, oh. Tangible things that you can use right away as a parent. And I'm trying to make videos that you can show your kids too. Oh, nice. Yeah, to help them understand. Thank you. I appreciate it. Rebels, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Oh, Rebels, I hope you enjoyed that. You can find the Wendy Gossett Child Temperament Test at rebelparenting.org. And if you're a subscriber to the newsletter, and if you're not, what is wrong with you? Come on now. Text the word REBEL to 444-999. 444-999 goes in the phone number spot. And then text us the word REBEL. We'll send you a resource pack. And one of those resources is a link to the Child Temperament Test. Take it, watch the video, connect with your kids. And before I go, thank you so much to Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring our broadcast. Head over to persecution.com and check out Voice of the Martyrs. Drop them a line. Tell them thank you so much for sponsoring Rebel Parenting. God bless Rebels. Keep in that good fight. We'll see you next time. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.